1: Hello, good evening. Welcome to the very first edition of this season's Man in the Post Extra Time. Uh, I'm Chris, your host. With me, I've got Joe Cawthorn. Evening. How you doing, Joe? All right. Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Yourself? Yeah, great job. Good summer. Yeah, really good. Thank you. Yeah, it's been uh, quite a busy one. Yeah, it was. What was your favourite piece of the World Cup? Uh, probably England going
0: out really early. That
1: was your favourite piece?
0: Yeah, I'd say so, because I mean, it avoided any chance of any real expectation taking over, didn't it? Just to be let down at a later stage.
1: Why pressure yourself?
0: Uh, yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? Just just get it over with nice and early. <laughs> well, that's,
1: yeah, that's a school of thought, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and then you can sit down and enjoy the real footballers, uh, show you how it's done. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, well, yeah. you've got me convinced, yeah. Okay, that, <laughs> that's my favourite point. I was <laughs> going to say James Rodriguez is um, gold, but I, I'll go with you now. <laughs> Either or. Either or, yeah. Either are <laughs> pretty good. Um. Right, so we're going to look at this week's events. They have the, the uh, podcast with the boys on um, Sunday, so we're going to look at events that have happened this week. So chronologically, first of all, we've got Burnley 1, Chelsea 3. Uh, a bit of a fright for Chelsea as our goal for Burnley, but I'd say it's a pretty comfortable win, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, I think in second half, they uh, they came down a couple of years, didn't they, once they got that third goal?
1: Yeah, what a pass, though, by uh, Fabregas.
0: Well, Fabregas actually ha- had a hand in all three, didn't he? I mean, I know Arsene Wenger's come out this week and said that he's got no regrets or anything, but I think, uh, I think in his own head he might have one or two. Well,
1: who would you rather have? Would you rather have Sanchez or would you rather have um, Fabregas?
0: Well, that's funny because I think Sanchez is... Uh, Sanchez, to me, is like a good Theo Walcott. He's sort of the same sort of player, the same impact pace. That's but damning he, him
1: with faint praise, isn't it? He, what's that, sorry? That's damning him with faint praise. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I think he's got obviously a lot more than Theo Wolcott. He's like a better version of him. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: whereas I think uh, I think what what Arsenal have got is is a lot of centre midfielders that were very similar, and I think Fabregas would have given him something. It, it, although he might be similar in the way he plays, I think he's at a higher standard than all the other ones they've got. Um, I think Chelsea's midfield, with him and Matic in there, is absolutely phenomenal. Possibly the best midfield partnership in the premiers- Premiership. Um, but I, I, And then also they've got players like Ramirez sitting on the bench, you know what I mean, who, who, who get in
1: virtually any other Premier League squad week in, week out. Oh, I think so, yeah, definitely. I mean, he's an ideal replacement for Lampard, isn't he?
0: Oh, yeah, he's he's, he's, he's spot on, isn't he? I mean, he's although he might not get quite as many goals as what Lampard did from midfield. He, he can take a free kick like Lampard could. He, he's a leader as well. He was Arsenal captain, so he's a leader like Frank Lampard. Well, yeah, I think he's a, I think he's, he, he's slightly different in the way he plays, but I think he's, uh, he's up there and, and fits
1: the shoes of Lampard quite nicely. I think so. I was very surprised that Barca let him go. If um, Xavi's not getting any younger, is he? Plus, they've got their transfer ban coming. So, I was kind of surprised that they, um, they did sell him.
0: Yeah, but I think I think Bar- in Barcelona's mind it wrote was about Luis Suarez, wasn't it this summer? Yeah.
1: So I
0: think uh I think they'll see it as how, how much did Chelsea pay for Fabregas? Were it 27 million or something? Something, like
1: 27 30 million, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean that means that they've got Suarez for about 50 million, doesn't it? Um which at that at that price doesn't look too bad, I don't think.
1: No, you'd take him, wouldn't you? That's
0: yeah, right. I think yeah, I think so,
1: yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Um Costa settled in very well, didn't he?
0: Yeah, I saw him I saw him in a preseason game as well. Um and he look he he looks so aggressive, but in a good way, not like a Balotelli aggressive where he looks like he's gonna swing for something at any second. But he has his moments yeah. though, didn't he? He does, yeah. He's, he can get a little bit hot-headed, but but I don't mind a little bit of that in a player. I think Balotelli's too far that way. Mm. Um, whereas Costa just seems really aggressive in his play. He's powerful. He's strong. He's, he seems to have a little bit of everything. He, he can hold the ball up. He can run at defenses He's got that
1: little bit of skill about him. Um, yeah, I think he's I think he's a top draw top, top draw signing. Well, it's interesting because he's well 20, if he's twenty five then he's had a hell of a paper round. I don't think he is, but. Is um, supposedly 25. He's had last season. Obviously, was unbelievable. The season before, he played very well. But before that, he wasn't really about anywhere. I wasn't no. sure whether he was going to settle in the Premier League straight away or not.
0: Yeah, he's a bit of a late bloomer, isn't he? Um, but I think I think I think the Premier League's ideal for him. I mean, obviously, time will tell. And Chelsea have struggled for strikers in recent years, haven't they? Um, so it might be a bit of a jinx for him, if anything. But I, th- I think he'll be all right. I think he's I think he's good enough and confident enough
1: to. To uh, to get a few goals this season. You don't think he's had his Van Wolfwinkle moment?
0: <laughs> no one has a Van Wolfwinkle moment.
1: <laughs> well, Fabregas was. Uh, Mourinho called Fabregas a, a maestro at midfield. I think. I think they're going to be champions. I think. I mean, there's not really many areas in which they can um, strengthen as a team, is there?
0: No. There, well, well, this is funny because we'll come on to this later when we're talking about predictions and stuff. I guess. But yes. um, but I, I I've got another team to win it. Um, but it, it's sort of like my head and my heart are uh, contradicting each other because if, if I were going with my head, I'd say Chelsea every day of the week, mm. but my heart's prediction says someone else, which I'll tell you later. I'll leave you in suspense.
1: Oh, good. Well, we we'll look forward to this then. Don't <laughs> <you>. <laughs> what
0: do you reckon to Burnley's prospects? Uh, they, they haven't got any in my eyes. I think, okay. I think they'll be bottom of the league.
1: Do you? you do not think um, uh, Ings and Vokes will step up and...
0: I think I think Kings will do decent and possibly move on um, to a team maybe like Hull or someone like that. Mm. Um, I think Vaux will be a massive flop. I, yeah, I, I mean, he were on loan at, at Sheffield United not long back, uh, maybe a couple of seasons ago, and he he, he looked like a, he didn't seem to have any quality about him whatsoever. I know he had a good season last season, um, but I can't I can't see him stepping up. He might go out and prove me wrong. Um, Burnley might as
1: well. But I wouldn't be surprised if they were in the derby category. Oh, really? That bad? Sean, yeah. Dyche, Sean Dyche might play this before all their matches now.
0: <laughs> Motivational speech from yeah. man on the post.
1: Yeah, last game of the <laughs> season, I'll say this is for Joe Corlum. <laughs> <laughs> I hope
0: I mean, I've never got to interview him.
1: <laughs> yeah, he might. Yeah, he's a scary guy, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, I'm feeling very smug. I've got Schurrle in my dream team.
0: Yeah, I think I think he's gonna be more of a main player this year than what he will. He was a bit bitty last year, weren't he? Yeah. He sort of were in and out, he'd have a good game and then a bit of a quiet game, but I think I think cuz he uh, had a decent World Cup as well, I think he's going to he's going to push on this year and become a little bit more acclimatized to the Premier League. I look at
1: him and I do think Solskjaer a little bit.
0: Yeah, I can see, I can see what you mean, but I think I, I don't know I think he, I think the fact he can play so many positions helps him out.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think Mourinho likes that sort of thing in a player, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, I mean after everything that's happened with Hazard as well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not 100% convinced that he's going to have the season that he had last season. No.
1: Um,
0: you know, with the, the little bit of Mourinho sort of winding him up a little bit, mm. um, I, I'm not sure that he's the kind of guy who's going to step up to the plate and say, "I'll prove you wrong." I think he might be a bit of a sulker. Yeah. Um, so Shirley could be even more important.
1: Well, yeah, I think he's more of a team player, sure. I think he's the kind of player where. He'll accept being on the bench for two, three games, or he'll accept playing in a position he doesn't want to play, and because he's, you know, he knows that um, uh, that he's just a, you know, a cog in a wheel to achieve an end result, really. And I don't honestly think that Hazard will do something like that. I think Hazard wants to be the main man and wants to be the um, the guy that sort of takes the plaudits and um, scores the goals and have the spotlight on him. Yeah, I think
0: I think you're spot on. I think that's the the main difference. I get that. I get that vibe where a lot of this generation of German players, I think I think a lot of them can play a lot of different positions and I think they're all happy as long as the team's doing well no matter what position each one's playing in and if that means that one of them who plays regularly drops down to the bench for a game so someone else comes in, I don't think they, I don't get the impression that that they're, they're too bothered about that, I think they view it much more as a team effort. Yeah, I think they're here for a while this German team aren't they? Yeah, definitely. I think. Um, I mean, we've seen Spain's dominance for how long now? Going on ten years, eight, ten years, something like that. Yeah. Um, but I think, I think, I think Germany are, are going. to they're, they're, they're different in the style, uh, which is good. It's good that somewhat a different style is coming to the forefront. It's more. In, it, it's good for entertainment value, um,
1: and I think I think they will be around for for many years to come. They seem a bit more likable than the Germans of Italian are not they, they?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously there's the. It seems weird for Englishmen to be saying this. <laughs> um, but
1: yeah, yeah, they do. There's
0: something about them. I think I think they play quite honestly. I think a lot of them aren't the most skillful. I mean, you look at Thomas Muller and he's not gonna be doing Ronaldo stepovers and back heels and flicks and all this sort of stuff. He's hard working. Yeah. And you know players hardworking when with his socks around his ankles. Um
1: Yeah, Steve Carridge yeah. used socks around his ankles.
0: Exactly, and look at what kind of player he were. Um <laughs> Have we really just compared Thomas Muller to Steve Claridge?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Socks is probably the only. They both got two legs and the way their socks them. It's maybe the only <laughs> way you can compare the two of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tuesday night was Arsenal vs. Did you see this one? Uh, I didn't know, but I saw the highlights of it. You see, the Bar and his little, his um, little attempt on goal straight from the kickoff.
0: Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? I mean, I think he will have been up for that game purely yeah. because obviously it feels like he's got a point to prove against English team, top English team, and stuff like that. But um, I do think Arsenal will qualify quite comfortably.
1: I feel logically it's not a bad thing to try, is it? I mean, if you think straight from the kickoff, nobody's expecting a shot on goal. A keeper's normally a few feet off his line, yeah, yeah, doing, sort of talking to defenders or something. It wasn't, yeah, a...
0: it's a bit almost Sunday league tactic, isn't it? You know what yeah. I mean? It, it's a bit sort of although although some people I know of, I've I've seen on Twitter and stuff calling it a little bit underhand, a little bit like it's not gentlemanly or something.
1: Oh, they're soft lads.
0: Yeah, that's what that's what I said. They must have been from down south somewhere. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it says me that lives in Cornwall, so I can't really <laughs> <laughs> I can't really comment on that. But yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's a bad tactic to try. I mean, you're there to win the game, aren't you? And he yeah. had a, he had a couple of good chances later on. He had a good chance as well, didn't he? The the volley he had, and then he he wasted that chance where he came inside after Jenkinson um, missed his kick.
0: Yeah, he did. I mean, Denver Bar's one of them players. I mean, when he was at Newcastle, he looked he looked unplayable, Linty at times. Mm. Um, he were he were, and, and the move to Chelsea, I thought he kind of deserved. I thought he was going to be an underdog, and he was going to have to prove to a few people that he could do it. Mm. But I thought I thought. A part of me thought it would. Obviously, never, never really did. Um, but, but I think he still got
1: that point to prove in his mind. Yeah, I mean, when he moved to Chelsea, nobody said, you know, what a silly thing this is. Everyone sort of said, oh, this is a pretty good bit of business, didn't they?
0: Yeah, they, yeah, they did. I thought because they they got him fairly cheap as well, didn't they? I mean, it weren't it
1: weren't astronomical. Like Seven million buyout clause or something, wasn't
0: yeah, it? Yeah, something like that. And I thought I thought to be in and around first team, you know, them them trickier away games when it's hard to break down likes of um, Hull and teams like that. I thought he'd be he'd be maybe used a little bit more as well. I don't think he was used particularly uh, as effectively as he could have been.
1: Yeah. Of course, he did score that goal at Anfield. Then Gerrard slipped in his arse. So.
0: Yeah, but
1: I think I could have scored that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather it was you there than Denver Barth, to be fair. <laughs> With all due respect. Um, yeah, we, we kind of expect Arsenal to qualify, don't we? I can't really see Basictus doing an awful amount at um, the Emirates. They normally have these sorts of things, don't they? They have this sort of tricky away leg in the qualification, and then they um, they come back and, and, and they sort it all out at their place. They had the same thing at Udinese a couple of years ago, didn't they? They had the 3-1 down after the first leg, and then they came back and... Um, and we're in the second leg. I think they'll go through.
0: Yeah, well, what, how many seasons in a row that Arsenal have been in
1: Champions League? Is it 16 or something like that? Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's somewhere around there, isn't it? So I think that, I think that proves that Arsene Wenger can be trusted with the uh, qualifying stages
1: and stuff like that. He knows what he's doing, doesn't he? Oh, I think so, yeah, definitely. Um, The red card for Aaron Ramsey. Wenger called it unbelievable. I think it was unbelievably silly of Ramsey. But I mean, what did you think? Yeah, I agree. We, I think, uh, I
0: think both of the uh, bookings were soft, but to the letter and law, the booking. So,
1: what, what, what can you, what can you do about it? I don't think you can really complain too much. No, if you give the referee a decision to make, then you can't complain if uh, if he makes one you don't like.
0: Exactly, that's it. You you don't do them sort of things when uh, when you've already got a booking. No. Ramsey did it and uh, paid the price.
1: Well, he also who uh, sent off. Uh, the bearded Slaven Bilic as well, didn't he? So it, yeah, he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it looks a bit like an amateur wrestler these days. Um,
1: Anyone uh, yeah. in particular? Go on, sorry. Anyone in particular? I don't really follow wrestling.
0: Neither do I, but I just that's just the impression I got him. Oh right, sorry. I imagine him to rip his shirt off and sort of have like a leotard on underneath or something like that. You can imagine that all
1: you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: He's a bit of a... He seems like a bit of a hostile one to me from the things that I've seen, Billich.
1: Yeah, he seems good fun, though, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. I think You he wouldn't would mind a night t- out with him, would you? <laughs> no. <laughs> he um, have his leotard on. No, I don't know. No, no leotard. Depends <laughs> where <laughs> you're going. You're, going, you're going to the Blue Oyster or something, maybe. <laughs> um, Celtic drew with uh, Maribor, didn't they? Uh, I think they're pretty much destined to go through, unless they can conspire between themselves to really mess it up.
0: Yeah, it looks like the uh, the the look of the gods is in the, on their side, doesn't it? Um, with everything that happened in the with the previous round and all that debacle, it mm.
1: um,
0: seems like that they're going to go through and, and I think it could be the, the bit of luck that they need to maybe have a little
1: bit more of a successful campaign. You kind of get the impression winning the league isn't enough for them, don't you?
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, they're, they're always, uh, they're not the they're not the sturdiest of
1: teams, I don't think. No, I don't think so at all. Um, so that's this week's t- uh, matches done. Uh, we have currently got UEFA Cup matches going on at the moment, so uh, you'll probably hear about those on Sunday. We're now going to look at something. Uh, I've asked people that have appeared on this podcast for their tips for who they think will win the league, and not necessarily somebody like top scorer, but just you know, players to keep your eye on that you know you think has to step up to the mark, or this is their season to shine, or um, uh, a dark horse that could you know you've not really thought about, but you think could really uh, shine this season. You said you had a little surprise for us, so who do you think is going to win the league and who's your player to watch this season?
0: I think Liverpool are going to win the league.
1: What? Yeah, they, everyone's
0: writing them off. I've, I, I was listening to some betting odds the other day and Man United are more, uh, a, a higher, a better odds than Liverpool to win the league. You did see last season, didn't you? I did. I saw it last season and, uh, and I realised that Suarez is gone, but... I, <sighs> My my heart is telling me that Liverpool are going to win it. I think they're going to I think they're going to come back stronger, fitter, better. I think the players who were slightly on the fringes last year are going to have better seasons. I'm expecting better from Coutinho and people like that. Um, and I think I think the players that they've signed, I'm I'm quite excited by them. I think they've done a lot better than Tottenham did with the bail money.
1: Yeah, they kind of felt like they were in a little sweet shop, didn't they? And they sort of spunked it away really for what <laughs> yeah, a better did, phrase did, didn't they, they, they um, did football, yeah. yeah I kind of see what you mean because when Suarez was uh, started his ban for biting Ivanovic season 4 last Liverpool went to Newcastle and won 6-0 and it's kind of like when he's on the pitch, there's a sort of, give it to Suarez, give it to Suarez. Yeah. When he's not there, the other players sort of feel a bit less pressure and um, they feel a bit more freedom to play. Uh, there's a few times when I've seen, I mean, I, I said this last season, there was a time in the Merseyside Derby a couple of years ago, Sterling was through on goal uh, and he could have passed to... Suarez but he took the shot himself and missed and he got an almighty bollocking by Suarez and every time after that he got the ball even if he was in a better position all he did was pass to Suarez because didn't fancy another telling off like that yeah I think I kind I mean, of know what you mean a little bit you if he's not there the main man's not there then the rest of the players play the team better
0: yeah and I think I think Sturridge is going to have another exceptional season I really really rate Sturridge I do and um, that was the only downside to me for England going out the fact that Sturridge couldn't be in the competition for longer um, I think he is. I, th- I think he's got the potential to be one of England's best strikers. Yeah. Uh, it, it, like, like I've said about Diego Costa, Sturridge has got a little bit of everything, and he's got that little bit of unpredictability. And I think sometimes he shocks himself with what he can do by the look on his face and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, he, but I think I think I think he's got in his locker to step up. Have another great season. I think players like Adam Lallana, Sterling, Coutinho. I think all these players will will chip in and and get the goals that they need. And I think the signing of Lovren as well. Mm. I mean, I I, I knew about him, as I'm sure a lot of people did. I'm not bragging here, but I knew about him before he went to Southampton um, purely through Football Manager, actually. (laughs) Um, And he, uh, uh, no, it started out as Football Manager, but it, it grew into something else. And I knew I knew we were a quality, quality player. And I think I think I think Liverpool have made a really good sign in
1: there. Oh, good. I mean I don't play football manager, so well I what? do I, well I do, but I play championship manager from year two thousand. Oh well that's where it all started for me. That was the first one I ever got. Two thousand was it? Yeah, Maybe, was- yeah. I always managed Norwich and I always <laughs> used to get him in the Premier League. My, I I nearly put this on my C V but I got Norwich to win the quadruple. With a front, <laughs> a front line of um, Javier Saviola and Zlatan Ibrahimovic.
0: Wow, in 2000, that's quite well. What year were you in when uh, when this happened?
1: Oh, I would played for about eight or nine years. I got Phil Moore Ryan in midfield, playing like a dream. He was playing with Zidane in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> but Ibrahimovic was still at Malmo. And you could get him for about three million quid.
0: Wow, there were the days. I can remember managing Liverpool on
1: that, and uh, Gary McAllister in centre midfield. Yeah, I got him relegated. That that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that were a good season when I had Gary McAllister and sent in centre midfield. That was
1: good. Yeah. The first thing I did was flog Heskey and you get a whole load of money for it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I I didn't know. I I uh, I didn't know much about Lambert. I think Lambert's a good signing because I think he gives them another option if it's not working out first of all.
0: Yeah, that's what they missed out on last season, isn't it? They were a bit towards the end of the season teams like Palace kind of seem to work them out a little bit. Yeah. Um so I think I think like I've said they're playing in Champions League this season. They go they go away from home in a big Champions League game midweek. They play all the stars. They've got they've got Sturridge, they've got Coutinho, they've got Sterling, and then they've got Stoke the following Saturday away from home. Mm. And then they've got the likes of Lambert to come in. You know what I mean? And I think I think I think that's the difference this year. And I think the squad depth wise and personnel wise is much much better than it was last year.
1: Right. So you heard it here first. Liverpool to win the league. So who's your um player to look out for?
0: Well, I had a, a last-minute impulse change. I'm quite I'm quite a spontaneous guy, and uh, literally five minutes before we started this podcast, I changed my mind. I had a rush of blood. Cool. Um, I went from Alexis Sanchez um, at Arsenal to Eric Lamella.
1: Yeah, that's a good shout. This is his season, isn't he? He's, this is, he's, his in-
0: that's it. I mean, he's got Poch- Pochettino as his manager, who is also Argentinian. Yeah, he um, has had a season. Although he didn't play, I think he played. What they played nine or ten times last year. Mm. I, think, I think the whole training aspect of it, the fact that he's more aware of his players. I'm expecting big things from him and Soldado this season. I think they'll both have much better seasons than they had last season. But Lamella for me is the one to look out for.
1: That's a very good shout. That one. Um, I asked Laura. How she went for uh, Chelsea's champions and Fabregas to watch out for. Mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke to Paul Hoody from the uh, Manchester United podcast, the United Rentcast. We're um, allowed to plug other the podcast. That's a very, very good listen. I listen to it and I'm a Liverpool fan. So. Um, he's gone for Chelsea to win the league and Janosai to the player to watch out for, which led to a little debate between me and him about retiring squad numbers. now Because he's now got Ryan Giggs' old number. Has he really? Yeah, and I said it might be a bit fitting if um, they actually retire that number, and he said, "Well, surely it's the it's the, the number that lives on for the, the you know the other player to grow into it." Yeah, I mean, personally,
0: I don't think Yannassay is going to have a great season because Louis Van Gaal plays with wing backs, and Yannassay has never been a wing back. No, um, I mean, you're looking that you've probably got Shaw on one side, um, and then maybe the other side's up for grabs, but. Yanazai can't be playing in there. I think he's going to be used quite sparingly and in in the less profile games, uh, maybe behind the front two. Um, you know, in that sort of matter role, if we can if we can put that in inverted commas, mm. um, I think he's I think I think he's going to be on, off the bench. I think. I think he's he's going to be slowed down a little bit. I think there were there were a big need for him last season just to try and get the fans going, give the give the team a bit of spark and you know what I mean a bit of something to look forward to. Whereas I think this season Van Gaal just uh, just manage him a little bit slower.
1: He did tell me this after they lost, so maybe this is like you know, this is like, the, <laughs> this is like last season he wants some kind of beacon. Of... Yeah,
0: I think it's a bit of wishful thinking to tell yeah. him truth.
1: Well, I was quite happy for Rem um, then to retire the, retire the squad number because I did tell him that after Liverpool sold Robbie Fowler, the next number nine was El Juff And I think the number six at Arsenal after Tony Ad- Hi, it's Colin here. I'm editing this podcast and it's only fair that I let you know what happened at this moment is that Joe's PC decided to go a little bit mad. So, at this point, the conversation ended, but we're sorting out the technical issues and Cornish Chris and Journalist Joe will be back with you as soon as possible. Jazz.
0: Any moment now.
1: And here they are, we're back to Man on the Post Extra with Chris and Joe. Um, Musa Okwonga, uh, who's been on the show before and will be on it again, um, from Okwonga.com, he's predicted that Manchester City will win the league and his player to watch is Fernando. Uh, He thinks they'll defensively help City in the way that they need and he's even predicted, has gone on fire predicted, a top five. Well, yeah, indeed. So he thinks it'll be City champions narrowly stamping out Chelsea uh, followed by Liverpool, Arsenal and Manchester United losing out in fifth place. Um, I've gone for Chelsea's champions. They seem like the Empire from Star Wars or something. They sort of relentlessly march on. Uh, and I've gone for Charlie Austin as a player to watch. I did have Fabregas like Laura, but I thought I'd go for something a bit different. Um, did, did you see his penalty? Yeah. <laughs> I was furious. I was making my dinner and we saw we were losing. And I got the BBC screen and refreshed and it said penalty at uh, Loftus Road and it saw it was to us and I thought, brilliant. And you, that that thing we keep refreshing on the BBC Live score and then it says, penalty missed, Charlie Austin. Oh, led. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, we were talking earlier on, weren't we, about um, Jordan Rhodes. Yeah. I think yeah. Charlie Austin is a very similar player to him. He's worked his way up through the lower leagues. Uh, he's done it the hard way and now he's got a chance and I think he could be the sort of player that takes his chance quite well. He's got a very good goal-scoring record, and I think that um, this is the sort of opportunity I think he needs. If he does well here, he could go on some someone a bit bigger.
0: Yeah, I think uh, having Harry Redknapp as a manager will help him as well.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think he's. Um, I think Redknapp will like him. A great lad that runs around a lot, or a top top lad that runs around a lot. <laughs> Something like that. Um. On to a bit of news Mario Balotelli is on his way to Liverpool for 16 million pounds this could be your uh, finishing piece to the jigsaw couldn't it that you predicted Liverpool winning the league uh, yeah i
0: mean don't get me wrong he's a he's a quality player um but he's too he's too i like a player with a bit of aggression but he's too far that way for me I think I think he he's the kind of player who could have upset what I was talking about earlier with the squad that they've got and the players each playing their own little role. He's the, he's the big time Charlie into has to be
1: the center of attention. So Liverpool are going to um, miss the calming influence of Luis Suarez, is that?
0: Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh but but funnily enough next to Balotelli he could be. He could be classed as that. Um I mean Balotelli's not on the same level as Suarez as a player. Um Uh, Yeah, he's a good player, don't get me wrong. He is a very talented player. And it looks like, to me, he should be better than probably what he is at the moment. Mm. Um, uh, Don't get me wrong, Brendan. if there's ever a manager to to sort him out, it could be Brendan Rodgers. Um, He seems to have a knack of sort of keeping people out of trouble for long periods of time and sort of getting the best out of players who maybe have had one or two problems in the past. Um, so yeah, may, may, maybe maybe it could work. Maybe maybe it could. Uh, I think it'll certainly help him in Europe. I think that's where yeah. he might come into his own. Uh, but like I said, away games at Hull on a on a Tuesday night, I'm not sure that he's going to be
1: uh, the kind of player that they're after there. It strikes me more strikes me more of a um, coach than a man manager. Brendan Rodgers does. So maybe you can get the best out of Balotelli that way. But do you think he's, yeah is he any more bonkers than Costa? Yeah, yeah.
0: I think Costa's got that—that that I'm a good player arrogance about him. You know what I mean? Like he's good and he knows he's good. Yeah. Whereas Balotelli's all right and he thinks he's brilliant.
1: Right.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. There seems a bit of a bigger gap there than reality and uh, and what Balotelli actually thinks. Sixteen million a good price? Yeah, it's not a bad price. Um, that that's I mean you look at Ross McCormack going for eleven million and uh, for an extra five million Fulham could have had Balotelli. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they they're kicking themselves <laughs> Yeah, imagine that Balotelli travelling to uh, to Rotherham's New York Stadium on a Tuesday night
1: Yeah, can he do it on a Rotherham on a Tuesday night <laughs> Well, if he signs, hopefully he signs in time because his first game could be at the Etihad, couldn't it which would be um, quite prophetic
0: It could, yeah, it's almost like fate isn't it Yeah, um, yeah I think and, and do you know what? That's the kind of game where he'll come in and score a hat-trick and Liverpool will win 5-1 and, and suddenly everyone will be saying Liverpool are going to win the league then. But his problem seems to be doing it week in, week out, consistently, uh, being the top man. He likes to pitch it, It's almost if he likes to put himself on a pedestal and then knock himself off. Yeah, That's usually
1: the job of the media, isn't it? To knock people off the pedestal they put them on. What, what, um, or putting himself into a very good position and then blowing it so Liverpool could be uh, the ideal choice for him. Well,
0: <laughs> yeah, it could be after last season. <laughs> um,
1: made a bit of news today, I suppose, Malky Mackay. Uh, he's apologised for what he's called a bit of quote-unquote friendly banter. Um, these are a series of text messages between him and former Cardiff man, now uh, now actually a former Palace man as well, isn't he? Uh, Ian Moody.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't like the word banter anyway, so I think he should uh, should apologise just for using that word. But... What's a gay snake? (laughs) (laughs) These are a series of of texts, aren't they, he sent about people. Uh, He talked about a South Korean signing uh, for Cardiff as um, fucking chinkies. There's enough dogs in Cardiff for us all to go around. (laughs) Uh, Football agent Phil Smith was uh, fat Phil, nothing like a Jew that sees money slipping through his fingers. Um, A gay snake, which is the official of another football club. Uh, and a female agent, I hope she's looking after your needs. I bet you'd love a bit of a bounce on her falsies Oh, god, it's cringeworthy, isn't it? It's awful, isn't it? I mean, just, I mean, I'm glad Laura's on this week.
0: You were (laughs) talking, she'd have something to say. (laughs) Um, you're talking, you you said you were talking about Paul earlier from United Rankcast, Mm -hmm. and I see that he's tweeted since we've been recording uh, about this. Um, to do with the lMA statement that's been released, yeah uh, and it says Malki had it seems sent a couple of one line texts that were with the benefit of hindsight very regrettable and disrespectful of other cultures mm. well, I'm sorry, but with the benefit of hindsight <laughs> were, were, were they not were they not we're regrettable and disrespectful when he was sending
1: them? foresight. <laughs>
0: You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, looking back, actually, yeah, yeah, say, saying them things was very uh, disrespectful to other cultures. Uh, but but at the time, I, I can see why he said that. That seems to be what LMA are saying to me.
1: Yeah, uh, which is pretty inexcusable. I mean, I'm trying to think of a mitigating case for him, but I can't particularly think of one.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's a shame as well, because he looked like a really bright manager, didn't he? He did. I mean, this uh, is going to have
1: a big effect upon his career, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean... Well, it could it could have a, a fatal effect on his career. Uh, I don't know too many clubs apart from maybe Leeds United that want to be linked to that kind of thing, PR wise.
1: I, uh, I don't know about that. I mean, if Lee Hughes and Luke McCormick can get jobs after doing what they did, I'm sure Mark McKay will. Be.
0: Yeah, I, su- I suppose so. And and obviously there's all the talk of Ched Evans as well. Yeah, get job. Um, yeah, yeah, may, may, maybe so. Uh, but I think it'll certainly stifle his development as a
1: coach. No, I think so. I mean, it's a shame because he's he's obviously a very talented coach and a talented manager. Because Cardiff were doing okay, I suppose. He got them promoted, and he, they were doing okay when he left. But I mean, it, we've all had that moment where we type the text out or type an email, and you put your thing, hover your finger over the send button, and you think, should I or shouldn't I? Yeah, but but this isn't I a work th- environment, isn't it? I suppose.
0: Yeah, I think in that situation. Common sense should prevail, you know what I mean. And I'm kind of a little bit disappointed as well. because I always had him down as quite a genuine sort of na- nice guy, you know what I mean. I didn't, I didn't expect this from someone like him. Mm. I mean, maybe from someone like, um, I don't know. Maybe, no, I don't want to. Say, I don't want to get myself anymore. <laughs> it, but uh, oh, screw it. I will. Maybe from someone like Ian Holloway or something, or Neil Warnock. I could imagine it. Um, I can imagine that they, they, they use slightly. Slightly more uh, choice words and stuff, but I don't know. I just never got the impression from him that it were it were like that.
1: Mm. I can't imagine Holloway saying that. No, I thought, I don't know. I thought you were gonna say Andy Gray or somebody.
0: Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I can imagine Ian Holloway maybe says things thinking, you know, like kind of like yeah. our parents can be a little bit racist sometimes, yeah. but they don't they don't sort of intend to be.
1: My, yeah, my uh, parents definitely can be a bit racist.
0: Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, because it's just sort of class as normal for their generation, yes. you know what I mean? Uh, I can imagine Ian Holloway's a little bit like that. Um, I, I, I can imagine him using the word bunder or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, a little in between us quote. I can imagine him sort of being like, <laughs> in, his, in his accent. Uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely imagine
1: that. Shall I move on? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Please do quickly. <laughs> uh in other news, um Paul Scholes has come out and he said that he thinks that Manchester United could go into wilderness and he's quote unquote genuinely scared for them. Uh, I'm sick of having to criticise the club when I to which I gave my life as a player. Um not in the literal sense he means that, but in a <laughs> <laughs> in a um in a playing sense. But uh, they think they're going to be linked with Di Maria. They signed Rocco this week. Uh, do you think they'll be in the top four? There's a lot of talk that they're going to be replacing Liverpool in the top four, isn't there? No, they're
0: not. They're not. They're not getting anywhere near the top four.
1: No.
0: I don't think. I think they're. Uh, I think they'll be lucky to get in. Well, I think they'll be lucky to finish where they did last year. Oh. Um Yeah, I think. I think the fact that. I mean, come on, Rocco's not 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 to the standards of Vidic and Ferdinand at the best. No. Um, and I, I, I mean, did you see the three centre backs that they played against Swansea in the first game? I I, well, I couldn't imagine them getting Sheffield Wednesday team but two of them at least. It was a funny choice, wasn't it? It was so strange. And, you don't think and trying th- to send
1: a message to the owners was it? That thing where you sort of play the youth players if you don't feel we've got anything anybody else.
0: Well. Maybe so, but I don't think it'll work. I don't think the Glazers particularly take much interest in what they're doing to tell you the truth. No. Um, as long as they're getting the 350 million pound sponsorships and stuff, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll be happy. Um, but yeah, I, I can see a bit of a, a bit of a Liverpool happening. I really can. I, I agree with Paul with Mr. Scholes. Yeah, yeah, I can. I just, I just think. I think now, at this stage, I think last summer, if they signed two or three top quality players this season, they might have only needed one or two. Mm. I think, with the way it stands now, with what is there, a week and a half of transfer window left or something, mm. I think they need probably five or six. Well, Vidal's gone quiet, hasn't it? A little
1: bit. Maybe because Di Maria's gone. coming.
0: But I mean, even Di Maria, they're on about 100 million or whatever, aren't they, for, for, his, for his transfer fee and his wages. Yeah. Um, which is he's got to be a big chunk of Manchester United's budget because they're not known for for spending three hundred million in a transfer window, are they? No, you'd
1: have thought so. It means they definitely have to have Champions League football this season. Yeah,
0: yeah, but I mean, I mean, is Di De- Maria what they need? Bearing in mind they're going to be playing with wing backs, which I can't imagine him playing as a wing back no. every week. Um, and then you look, could he play behind the front two? Well, then where's Mata going to play? Mm. Um, I, don't, I just, I just think. It, it strikes me as the kind of signing that they made when they signed Matter. sort of a bit of a desperate fling to get something to get the fans happy, to uh, get a bit of creativity in. But it they could have done with other things instead. Yeah. And, and, and this, this strikes me as very similar. In fact, this summer strikes me as very similar as last summer for Manchester United. What do you
1: think?
0: Yeah. The only thing that the only thing that they've got better this year than last year is the manager.
1: Mm. Well, uh, this one's four four two is quite interesting because it talks about. Van Gaal when he went to um, when well, he went to Bayern Munich and of course he took over from Klinsmann where it had all gone tits up with he, he wins the league uh, I think he wins the cup as well in the first season and then he falls out with uh, Holness and Rummenigge in the second season and, and walks out I mean you could kind of see it playing a little bit like that for the next twelve months or so you can easily see him doing something this season fairly well. Falling out with Ferguson or Charlton or you know somebody in the hierarchy next season mm. and walking away.
0: Yeah, I mean he's always got that in his bag Ante. He can always uh, throw a hissy fit whenever he wants and stuff like that. But I just, I, do you know what? I think I, I don't know the ins and outs of this, so I could be wrong. I mean I don't know how he was doing in the second season when he walked, but could it be a case that maybe things weren't going as well as what he'd hoped? So it were a bit of an excuse to walk out. Yeah, I
1: don't think they were going rep- doing very
0: reputation well. tap sort of thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think he's Manchester United's long term answer. No. Um, They seem to be putting all their eggs in one in a Ryan Giggs shaped basket for that, don't they? Yeah. Um, But I just, I, I there's there's striking similarities between this summer and last summer for for Manchester United, Um, and even the expectation from the fans. Last year it came as a little bit more of a surprise, the bad start and the lack of sign and all that sort of stuff. This season they might be expecting it a little bit more, but the expectation still there for Manchester United fans to win the league. Mm. You know what I mean? Top four, absolute minimum. I think if Manchester United finished fourth this year, I think there'd be a lot of fans who'd still be disgruntled. Um,
1: yeah, which... but that's, that's due to the last 20 years. I mean, I think a lot of Manchester United fans don't really know about... Uh, united in the 70s and 80s and you know in the early 90s do they? they've been yeah. brought in the last 20 years of success
0: yeah you're right and and obviously I'm sure Liverpool fans will be happy to uh to give them a lesson in in what what a fall from grace feels like mm. um but I can definitely see something like that happening I definitely can I think I think it's on the cards and I think I think all all the signs are pointing that way that they're not spending the money that they need to spend. they not. They haven't done for a few seasons, and for one season, you can kind of say, "Yeah, we had a bad season." Hands up! But when they start to do it again and again and again, then there's something wrong there for me. Mm.
1: Okay. Uh, last face of news: Barcelona's transfer ban, um, as the appeal has been rejected, and as of the end of this transfer window, they won't be able to sign anybody until January two thousand sixteen. That's Really, really going to have an effect on them because if they're, you know, they're a Luis Suarez injury away from not being able to replace him, aren't they? Oh, yeah. not just him. I mean, you've got, you know, there's obviously another 11 world class players in that team, but they won't be able to uh, have the strength or depth, especially how Madrid have strengthened as well this summer.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, for me, the mirror, the spani, the mirror, the Spanish national team mm.
1: um,
0: looking tired, ageing. um, Getting caught out a little bit by other other up and coming teams. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's still be there or thereabouts in terms of the Champions League for maybe the next, maybe this season and the next season. Uh, but Javi's not getting any younger. Iniesta's not getting any younger. Puyol's retired. Messi last season weren't the player he was. Obviously, it's too early to tell whether what what kind of season he's going to have this season. But they can't afford for him to have another season like last season. Um there's the whole goalkeeping situation there as well in Well they
1: signed a the new goalkeeper haven't they? They signed the guy with four names who I can't remember. Stieg- yeah. Stiegen Stegen or
0: something. <laughs> Jan van Stegen that's, that's the one. <laughs> like that, Is it, it
1: yeah. one or somewhere they signed?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean again bringing my football knowledge football manager knowledge to the podcast. Um he's a very good up and young up coming goalkeeper. Mm. Um but haven't they signed? Did they sign the the World Cup goalkeeper as well?
1: They signed another goalkeeper as well. With Navas. No, he's on to Real Madrid, isn't he? Oh,
0: who is it? They, they signed someone else anyway. They signed two uh, goalkeepers, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think there's a bit of concern over there whether Stecklen, uh, whether Van der Stecker, whatever he's called, Him. is is ready for the first team yet, especially in a team like Barcelona. Yeah. So yeah. there might be a chance for the other guy to stake his claim. Um, yeah, there just seems to be a little bit of uncertainty around there and then of course they signed Thomas Vermeulen as well mm. um, who I actually do rate I think he's been very unlucky in his time at Arsenal I, I uh, like him as
1: well he's one of those players that you can tell really likes defending
0: yeah he is he's, 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 he's probably as close to an old-fashioned centre-back as we've had in the Premier League over the last couple of years especially in the top 40 mm. um, John Terry? But, yeah well yeah probably just beats him <laughs> but but I'd say they're not far off each other in terms of uh, winning the headers, um, defending first, and then worrying about attacking. Yeah. Although they both they both can play a little bit, they're not shy of having the ball with their feet. Uh, but I just think I just think Vermeerlen is is a quality player, and I think Wenger might might rule that loss.
1: I think you might be right. I think with the fighting in the Champions League as well, I think you might do. Um, right, we move on to our predictions now. What normally happens is. Uh, with myself, Emma, and Mark, is we go through the teams and we um, we predict what the the, uh, the result will be, not necessarily the score, but the result. And for every right one, we get a point. I think maybe it'll be a little churlish to do to do it this week with both Emma and Mark missing. As fun as it would be, <laughs> but we can still go through them and uh, you know take what we we think the score will be. Where are you this weekend, by the way? You you, you report on games, don't you?
0: Yeah, I've actually got a weekend
1: off. Oh, <laughs> you? You oh right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I've uh, I've started commentating on Rotherham matches on the radio. Uh Rotherham home matches for my local radio station. Um Do you wanna give them a but Rotherham are away this week, um so I'm not doing it. Uh I've got a couple of Premier League games lined up later on in the season, but nothing for nothing for this nothing for
1: this week. All right, well that's disappointing.
0: It is a little bit, yeah, I feel a little bit let down as well. I was
1: waiting for you to get the van Paul hair dry.
0: <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
1: <laughs> um, early kickoff this week is Aston Villa and Newcastle. What do you reckon?
0: I was surprised that Aston Villa won their first game. Um, I've got them in the bottom three. Have you? I have, yeah. I think, to tell you the truth, I think the bottom three this year is much harder to predict than previous years. Um, but I have got Villa in my bottom three purely because of the amount of dross that they have signed in the summer. Um, but I'm gonna go for uh, yeah I'm gonna go for a Newcastle win there I'm gonna go for two um, one to Newcastle.
1: Are you? Yeah. All right, then. well I'm gonna go for a Villa win I think. Mm. I don't know Villa at home. I, can't, I always think Villa at home.
0: Yeah, but uh, they flatter to deceive.
1: Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Leicester. Um, can Leicester get over the injustice of Eddie Johnson's die back in 1997 and? In the FA Cup and uh, and uh, do the impossible. No, no.
0: Comfortable Chelsea. I'd imagine it to be pretty similar to the Burnley game.
1: Three 0 or three one, something like that. Okay, it's Nigel Pearson's birthday today. You're not going to cheer him up. No,
0: even though he's a Wednesday legend. No, I don't think he. I don't think he stands much chance there. And in fairness, I don't think he'll be going there thinking he can get too much. I don't think that's the kind of game he'll be aiming for three points from.
1: No, fair enough. Um, Crystal Palace West Ham. It's gonna be a nice little derby, isn't it?
0: It will, yeah. And I think these two teams are, are going to be finishing in fairly similar positions this year. Mm. Um, I don't see too much difference between them in terms of quality that they've got in their squad. Uh, I'm gonna go for a draw there.
1: You're gonna go for a draw.
0: Mm. Score draw a
1: Score draw, right I'm going to go for a Crystal Palace I'm going to go for Right
0: Even with uh, the managerial situation
1: Yeah, I think so I think they've got some pretty good players at Palace And I think they've um, You don't kind of forget how you played against Or how you played with Pulis in, in a week I think they can yeah. I think they can do okay
0: Mind you, saying that West Ham have got their own managerial situation that's been going on for three years, haven't they? <laughs> <me, so.
1: laughs>
0: it's like the storyline in East Enders ever.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, Southampton, West Brom?
0: Um, definitely Southampton. Oh. Definitely. I think West Brom might my other team to go down, along with Burnley and Villa. I was
1: so surprised that they pointed on everyone.
0: Yeah, obviously, as a Sheffield Wednesday fan, I can, I can vouch for how terrible a coach he is. Um, How did he do with you
1: uh, then? Just for anybody that, it um...
0: it was shocking. I mean, we had him as a, as a uh, he came late on in the day in the championship, and we got relegated. Uh, stayed for the first half of the season in League One, got the sack. Gary Megson came in, got promoted. Um, yeah, it was it was shocking. He inept tactically. Um, his his media presence was terrible. Always always had some sort of excuse. Uh, you know, our managers always like to say, we've got one or two injuries, but we're not going to use that as an excuse. Mm. Alan Irving likes to say, we've got one or two injuries and, and that's going to that's going to seriously threaten our chance in this game. Oh, right. It's very negative and it, it talks about the opposition a lot. Um, it's a lot about, well, when it was Sheffield Wednesday, it was a lot about how Sheffield Wednesday were going to stop um, Exeter from playing football at Hillsborough instead of us playing our game and them having to stop us. Um, very negative in in it, pretty much everything it did.
1: So so for uh, any really baggy yeah, fans got, listening, it's not exactly a ring endorsement.
0: No, but then I don't know anyone who's got a ring endorsement for him. Probably other than David Moyes. Um, so I'm 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 going for a Southampton win, and I think Southampton might surprise this year. I think obviously with the amount of lost players they've lost, I think I think they'll still do fairly well. I think they'll still be top ten. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to go for Southampton. Yeah, Southampton. All right, Swansea, Burnley. Um, tough one to call. I'm
1: going to go for a draw there You're going to go for a draw Are you? Yeah I'm going to go for a Swansea win Like you say It's a tough call Because I remember When they pointed Monk Last season They seemed to lose All their games Yet they still stayed up Quite comfortably But I think Gomez could be Quite a good signing for them
0: Yeah so do I I agree with that I think But I think The only I think Swansea Will have a worse season Than they had last season I think they'll be In more of a Relegation scrap this year Yeah um, yeah, so I think they'll stay up just.
1: Yeah, uh, Everton Arsenal looks a tasty little game there.
0: Very, very. I, I mean, I love Roberto Martinez. I think he is possibly uh, in the top two or three managers in the Premier League. Mm. I think I think he really is, and I think he's destined to go right up to the top. I can see him being a future Real Madrid manager. Um, I think he's, I think he's of that ilk. And I think Everton are very, very, very lucky to have him. And I think I kind of get the impression they know that as well.
1: Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's probably why they backed him with um, the Lukaku money.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's a great signing as well. Mm. Um, but I'm going to go for an Arsenal win. Are you? I am. Um, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think Arsenal are going to have a, a good season this season. I think they'll scrape through that one.
1: Possibly 2-1, these, something like that. These are always the games where they've traditionally struggled.
0: Yeah, they are, yeah. I mean yeah, them when they're playing the bigger teams they don't tend to do so well. They're the better teams in the Premier League. But I think I think I think Arsenal are in for a slightly better season than they've had previously. And I, I think I think they might lay
1: one or two demons to rest. All right, well I'm gonna go for Everton. Um Sunday, the early kickoff, well there's two early kickoffs on Sunday. The first one is Hull Stoke. Yeah, that's a tough one to call. I really like the fact that Stoke signed Bosion. I know he's not reached his potential anywhere, but he's one of those players where you've always kind of got hope that they're going to come good.
0: Yeah, he is. I think he's a fantastic signing. And I think I think he could, from what I've seen of him, which isn't very much to tell you the truth, I think he could come good. Um, you can. You, I'm starting to get the impression now that getting Mark Hughes in and Tony Pulis out is, is a good thing for Stoke. At the time, I kind of questioned it. Mm. Um, but I think I think now sort of like the fruits of labour are starting to come through with the style of play and and how well they can possibly do. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a state win there.
1: I'm gonna go for a state win. In fact, I'm gonna I can see myself predicting state wins most weeks because of Bojan. <laughs> <laughs> he's of, even when he's injured. Even when he's injured, yeah. yeah let's just keep cheering for. Him. Uh, Spurs QPR is the other early kick off.
0: It's another tasty one with Harry that going back to White Hart Lane. It is, isn't it. Yeah, um, yeah, Tottenham win, um, fairly comfortable, Eric Lamella, double-act-trick. <laughs> well, um, they won tonight, didn't they? Yeah, they did, yeah, and apparently Lamella had a decent game as well, I've read. Um, yeah, I think I think a, a fairly comfortable Tottenham win, 2-0, something like that.
1: Okay, um, I'm not sure, because QPR made a couple of good signings this week. Mm, mm, Vargas. Vargas and, oh, it's In- In- as well. Yeah, yeah. Not sure about yeah. Leroy Fer. Yeah, he
0: played. He played a lot of the World Cup, didn't
1: he? He did, but I think there's probably better value for money players out there. I think.
0: Mm-mm, maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, but better than they've got already.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: know. I'm I really just. Joey Barton.
1: Was he, he? a striker? Isn't he Leroy Fer? Furr?
0: Leroy Fer's a centre midfielder.
1: Is he? Yeah. Oh right. Okay. Um
0: He's a centre midfielder.
1: Is he? I always thought it was a striker. I don't know why. Maybe, yeah. I think he wore ten last year for uh, for Norwich. Maybe Possibly, yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, I'm going to go for a draw then. Yeah. He probably is better than Joey Barton as well. I think I'm better than <laughs> Joey Barton. <laughs> uh, Sunderland Man United. Now this is quite an interesting game, isn't it? Because I think Sunderland are a better team than last season, and after United start, the pressure is on them, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I'm going for a Sunderland win. Um, I think, uh, like you said, at the signing like Jack people like Jack Rodwell for as long as he's fit. I think he's a quality signing. Um, Pantilimon in goal as well. He, it, it, it were only a year ago that he was replacing Joe Hart as City's number one. Mm. Um, I think, I think, and I think Gus Poyet's a, a good manager as well. He's like a he's like a who knows what he's doing.
1: Yeah, I think he's been a bit unfairly tagged with a sort of bonkers label. Yeah, it? I mean.
0: Yeah, but I think there's method behind the madness. Mm. Whereas with with Di it was just madness. Yeah. Um, so I think, like I've said before, I don't mind a little bit of that as long as there's some rewards from it. And I think Poyet will get them rewards. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go for Sunderland to to nick it last minute penalty.
1: The last minute penalty. This is yeah very one nil very precise predictions. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not having a bet on I mean. it. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go for a draw. I think. Possibly a scoring draw. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now the last one could be um, Super Mario making his debut. It's Manchester City versus Liverpool.
0: Title decider. Six-pointer. I <laughs> want to phrase <laughs> Already? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that's what yeah. Sky si will
1: be saying, don't you?
0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, clash of the titans. Um, I... See, this, this is my problem with predicting things. I've got a, I've got a prediction from the head and a prediction from the heart. And I tend to go for the heart, even though my head is screaming, you idiot.
1: You're a hopeless romantic. That's your problem.
0: Yeah, I think I am a little bit. I do like Morrissey. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go for a draw. Go for a draw? I'm going to
1: sit on the fence. Are you?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-1 draw.
1: All right. I never read you down as a Morrissey fan.
0: <laughs> yeah, massive Morrissey fan.
1: Are you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't stand him. <laughs>
0: that that seems to be the uh, the opinion of a lot of people when I tell them I'm Morrissey
1: fan. I like his music. He's just a bit of an arse.
0: Yeah, but I think that adds to the appeal. I think he's uh, uh, he's an arse, but he's actually making a point a lot of the time, even though he gets lost uh, lost in this sort of mardiness that he's got around him <laughs> and bitterness. Um, his points usually do have quite a solid base yeah. so I don't mind
1: him um, You're going for a draw on that one so yeah. ooh, I think Manchester I mean, this is what I did last season, every game last season I didn't predict a Liverpool win at all last season <laughs> um, and I can't see them winning here I think Liverpool have strengthened but they've signed so many players it really does take time to gel whereas City just kind of sort of Bought the odd ones here and there and um, sort of fit them into is, an already running machine, do not they?
0: Is it just me or is Fernando just Fernandinho? What's I think they're, they're very similar players.
1: It is going to be very confusing, isn't it?
0: it? It's crazy. It's almost as if they've bought him just because of the likeness, just to just to confuse people. I think it's, I don't know, it's, it seems a bit strange to me. It seems a bit strange that they've signed someone so similar, both in name and style. mm it's like that old joke, isn't it? When an English player does a bit of skill and they put Enio on the end of his <laughs> name, you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, we've got Fernando Fernandinho.
1: We, <laughs> uh, yeah, I still think Man City are gonna play it. Uh, are gonna are gonna win it? So I'm gonna go for them. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I think Man City have got more chance of winning it than Liverpool. Yeah, in uh, this early in the season,
1: but I'm going go for a draw. Yeah, I think Liverpool still got quite a few players that need to gel, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, we might even use your predictions for both Emma and Mark. So <laughs> it depends how well you get on over the weekend. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll decide on uh, Monday evening. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's the um, uh, that's the week's events rounded up. Have you got anything you'd like to add?
0: Um, there's a little bit from the lower leagues about my local team Rotherham well, Kieran Agard stri- uh, striker come winger scored 26 goals in league one last season shot Rotherham to the playoff final uh, and into the championship worked his way up from league two with them. finally gets his chance in the championship must be chomping at the bit to prove what he can do prove Everton wrong for releasing him and um, what does he do he goes to Bristol City
1: where would you rather, be? Rotherham or Bristol
0: Rotherham, it's in Yorkshire, God's country (laughs) Um, but yeah it just just smacks to me that he's worked so hard to get himself promoted twice in a row as of the team and then he's just relegated himself again, Uh, I mean I don't know whether he's thinking that Bristol City are a more forward thinking club are going further than Rotherham but for me they're both limited about the same place, probably mid-championship max Mm. Um, and uh, yeah it's obvious, well it seems very money-related. A few people saying that he's from down that way, so maybe it's a more a personal thing. But rejected terms from Leeds earlier on in the summer um, and decided to go back down into League One. I, I personally, um, having spoke to him a few times and stuff like that, think that... I get the impression he, he likes to be the main man at the club he likes to be the top dog mm. uh, maybe at Leeds he weren't going to be that maybe at Leeds they couldn't promise him first team football every week and they couldn't um, they couldn't give him that status whereas at Bristol City they've sort of wowed him with the you know I mean put a bit of a show on for him and sort of uh, persuaded him that he's, he's the main man down
1: there you can kind of understand that a little bit though can't you if he's guaranteed first team football and is guaranteed to be in a position where they're going to service him to score goals. You can understand him wanting to...
0: But he were top dog at Rotherham. Or oh, was he? He were top dog at Rotherham, yeah. He were, well, 26 goals last season, playing a large portion of it out on the right
1: wing. Um, yeah, I mean... He... So this is really your bitterness at the fact he's left you rather than anything else?
0: Well, I'm a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I couldn't really care less. <laughs> um, but it's, it's more of a bitterness at... Uh, the lack of the lack of ambition and loyalty towards a team who've picked you up from being released by Yeovil um, to turning you into a, a a player that Leeds have come in for, um, and and then you kind of stuck two fingers up at them and said, "Well, I'm gonna throw all that in your face and go to Bristol City of all places." Oh, Yeovil
1: and Bristol aren't too far apart. Maybe he's got, maybe he likes it down there.
0: Maybe, maybe so. And, this, and this is that's... God's own
1: country, the Southwest.
0: <laughs> it's fully understandable you know what I mean Rotherham's not the most picturesque of places yeah Um. but he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who would be up for country walks on a Sunday morning either so I don't know I don't know just just a little bit of a a little bit of a head gone
1: yeah you think you yeah. Might re- this might be a Joey Beecham thing you might regret this
0: yeah, I think he will. I think he's probably messed up his career. But then he might have another couple of grand in bank every week. So, hey-ho,
1: silver lining. <laughs> I'm sure he's very upset.
0: Yeah, I'm sure when he's wearing that diamond-encrusted dollar sign earring, um, <laughs> he'll be he'll be crying into himself to sleep, yeah.
1: Where did it all go wrong? If <laughs> <laughs> have you haven't got anything else left then to, to mention, Joe, I, I'd like to say thank you very much for appearing on the show.
0: More than welcome. Thank you for having me. Okay,
1: what's your Twitter handle if people want to follow you? It's at
0: Joseph Cawthorn.
1: At Joseph Cawthorn. Right. OK, so people can follow you on that if they uh, if they want to follow your tweets regarding Rotherham, et cetera. <laughs> <laughs> Love <the> people. <laughs> um, all that's left for me to say is say thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, this has been the first Man of the Post extra time of the season. We'll be here every Thursday. Emma and uh, Mark will be back next week as well. Ross and the boys will be here on Sunday to review all the weekend's Premier League, Football League, uh, and other action with their betting tips of the week as well. So, all that's left for me to say is thank you ever so much for listening and always remember to keep your man on the post. We're going for tea at half past ten.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is the life that I leave. What is it? Uh, it's actually leftovers of last night's tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a student at heart. Um, <laughs> no, it's, it's a very good tea though, for me, it? So, it's like um, Mediterranean vegetables that I made. Hey-ho, silver lining.